Welcome to Jurassic World. Yes, welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. Welcome to Jurassic World. Your adventure begins at the ferry terminal. Monorails leave every 20 minutes for Main Street. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're here to discuss Minute 5 of Jurassic World. No Jurassicpedia featured article this week, because I couldn't find one that <laughs> matched in, so we're going to get straight into Minute 5, Dave. Yeah. As we end Minute 4 of Jurassic World, the parents had bid farewell to Zack and Gray. And as the boys made for customs, the father said, so much for our last family breakfast. The six second mark, Karen smiles as the boys depart. As the father asks, did you call your sister? She replies it went straight to voicemail. The father says, they'll be fine. She handles 20,000 visitors a day. She can handle two more. At the 16 second mark, we cut to a plane landing at the Santa Maria Airport, Costa Rica, as the boys embark on their voyage to Isla Nublar. At the 22 second mark, we cut to Zack and Gray boarding the Isla Nublar ferry, and Gray asking some peculiar questions. At the 28 second mark, we cut to the open ocean as the ferry crosses the strait between Costa Rica and Isla Nublar. Gray is telling Zack a lot of the stats of the island. But after he sees some girls take notice, Zack backs away, distancing himself from his brother. At the 49 second mark, we get some eerie music as the ferry approaches Isla Nublar. Or is it Isla Sauna? I can't tell. These coastlines all look the same. And as the minute ends, the hordes of tourists are disembarking from the ferry, and a recorded voice says, Welcome to Jurassic World. After the whole uh, breakfast discussion last minute, the mother's face sort of turns from crying to sadness over her departing children to scorn for what uh, what Scott says and just says and just said, uh, "Why do you have to say things like that?" So she obviously um, emotional here because the boys are going away, their last moment together as a family. Because we're going to see sort of later that uh, what's going on here with the divorce and everything else. But we get a final show of Zach and Gray walking away, and Gray waves and she smiles back at him. Mm-hmm. The father uh, suggests calling her sister, but uh, the mother says that she goes straight to voicemail. So they've been trying to contact her to say the boys are coming, and we get some backstory here on Claire that she looks after twenty thousand people a day. She can handle two more. I'd hope I had some sort of recent contact to say <laughs> everything's still okay. Can we still come? 
because now the boys are going on the plane, they're on their way, whether she's mm-hmm. there or knows they're coming or not. And honestly, I I mean, because like you said in the last uh, minute, how Dane County doesn't actually fly directly to Costa Rica, I wouldn't put it past them to that they uh, change planes in Denver, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or something like that, you know. A large. They went to a lar- another larger airport, and then went to Costa Rica, you know. Ballpark Wisconsin, where it is in the general general America, is it sort of midway? Um, what's in the middle? It's it's not up near Chicago, is it? It's sort of further to south. It is. It's uh, north of us, so it's within driving distance. It's, it wouldn't take too long to drive there. Oh, okay, so maybe would Chicago be the the major, the closest major one where maybe the connecting flight? They would, to... but they wouldn't connect a flight there. They'd probably go to like um, Dallas Airport or something like that, somewhere in Texas in the south end of the country, where um, where it would then take them to um, Costa Rica. Maybe Atlanta or something. Yeah, or even Atlanta, but yep. Dallas or Austin or something like that would be large enough to support having the infrastructure to support a large airport like that and it'd be closer so it's probably probably connect in dallas or something which again christmas time <laughs> connecting flights mm-hmm. uh, making flights i suppose it's a good thing they're going down to one of the southern or to a lower lower down state where you're not going to have uh, snowed in airports or runways and flights cancelled and that sort of thing otherwise <laughs> Zara's standing on that on that ferry terminal waiting for the boys to turn up and here they are stuck in Chicago with <laughs> blizzard <laughs> blizzard conditions. But um that's where we sort of end the airport scene here. It's sort of interesting looking back at this whole because we've never really had apart from uh well in Jurassic Park anyway, we never got much off island, um, except for the the Dominican Republic with the Amber Mine and uh, Montana. Well we did we did go to, um, quote, unquote, and these are air quotes I'm making right now because you can't see them, um, San Jose, which was somehow on the coast, which was uh, where Dodson met up with Nedry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dodson, yes. Dodson. We got Dodson here. <laughs> yeah, I suppose looking at it, too, all the, <laughs> all the films did have that sort of off-island uh, lead-in as well, but... Um, I reckon this this could have been lifted from an early script or anything of Tim and Lex before they got to Nublar as well from the first film. Pretty much everything we get here replace um, Zach with Lex and, and Tim with Gray mm-hmm. and this and uh, John Uncle John or whatever instead of Aunt Claire. Mm. This could have been exactly how or what happened with Tim and Lex before they got to where we meet them in the visitor center. Mm-hmm. In a way, it kind of reminds me of that. And another way is it kind of reminds me of um, because there's no adult. There's the originally Jurassic Park was meant to be uh, viewed from the point of view of a child. It was meant to be like a child's point of view. And then Crichton's publisher said this doesn't work. Readers don't want to see that or don't want to read that. They want an adult character. So he rewrote it from the point of view of Alan Grant. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of feel that this that Jurassic World, in a way, does kind of take take that concept of viewing it from the eyes of Zack and Gray versus Grant being the one or any other adult character, Owen even, 
or Claire being the ones who lead us to lead us through the park. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even when we do get to the island later on in the next few minutes, it's all the stuff we're seeing on island is through through the kids' eyes. The the adults are off doing other stuff, general business, maintaining or running the island and everything else. And we're not really exploring the island as much through the adults as what we are through the kids or the park, I should say. But that's when we cut to some uh, some stock footage of Air America plane landing. It looks like something from the 90s. It doesn't look it doesn't look like a new plane at all. Um, and the subtitle suggests that we are now in Costa Rica uh, for only the second time in the franchise. Around San, Santa Maria Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't Google that to see where that is in Costa Rica, but it's not uh, San Jose anyway. No. I'd assume there's more than one international airport in Costa Rica. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a moderately sad. It's not the United States. It's not a big country. But, I mean, in the grand scale of things, it's probably... Actually, I'm going to take that back. It's probably a small country. It is one of the smaller countries. <laughs> it probably does not have uh, a Lenny... Oh, but uh, just did a quick Google search. There is, in fact, a uh, Juan Santa Maria International Airport in Costa Rica. Is that on the Pacific side or the Atlantic side? Uh, It is in San Jose, so in the middle of the country. Ah, so maybe it must be a sister airport. It must be, unless San Jose is local and San Maria is where the international flights come in or something. Mm, True. Or, again, it's taking a page out of uh, the first Jurassic (laughs) Park and setting (laughs) setting something in the middle of the country on the coast. Yeah, yep. Well, we had the same problem in Jurassic Park 3 where they, we got San Juan Approach trying to contact the airplane when we know that's another name for San Jose Airport too, so somehow they're spotting the plane it, uh, approaching us a sauna from the middle of the country and not from the coastline. But yeah, that's what, that's what I get for not Googling, <laughs> Googling and looking into that earlier. Um, we get a shot here in scene two as uh, the boys are walking up the gangplank for the uh, Isla Nubla Ferry. Uh, Grey asks, how big is the island? As in, how many pounds? Uh, yeah, how many pounds? I don't even know how you'd quantify <laughs> how much a land mass weighs, especially when that land mass is connected to more white land mass underneath the waterline. So Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <sighs> yeah. As Grey said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, there's also a lot of people here getting onto this boat. I, we know it's a... Um, it's sort of a much larger boat than what we've seen at Sister One at the start of The Lost World, where mm-hmm. it's sort of more of a yacht. Um, yeah. We don't know what the capacity of these ferries are. I'm sure if I Googled or dug a bit more digging, because they're the in-use ferries over at Hawaii. Um, mm-hmm. Nova Tech? Nova Tech 2 or something? What's that? The Nova Tech 2, I think it's called. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is the two, whereas the one in the Lost World was like the one or something like that. It was a smaller mm. model. Yep, yep. But I, I wanted to have a look at some logistics here too, and this is where my head gets stuck with uh, with some of these films. Um, flying down to Costa Rica, now boarding a boat that will sail 120 miles out to Isla Nubla. The, the movie should have made the islands a lot closer than what they are, um, because... I didn't Google that either, but um, you'd assume these are probably 15 knot boats when they get up to full speed. Mm-hmm. They've got to go 120 miles. This this has got to be a five or six hour ferry ride mm-hmm. out to the island. 
and we don't we don't know if there's there should be an airport and runway on this Nublar. They got the space for it. They have, do, but uh, I I think at the same time that um that it's meant to be that it's like the first uh, novel again. Grant, uh, I think Hammond said that he didn't want an airport because it spooks the dinosaurs. So I could see them kind of being that way, you know. Mm. I suppose too, it'd help out the Costa Rican uh, government that if they got international visitors coming through the country to get True. to yeah. Nublar. But I think that Isla Nublar kind of uses Costa Rica to kind of um, to kind of as a as a it's like a air it's like their airport terminal in a way they use that to um ferry then ferry people to the island you know I'm not really I'm not really sure what to call it but I was gonna call it and I kind of lost my train of thought on that one sorry well you need you need customs to become an international too so if yeah. all that's happening their passport checking all that sort of screening stuff happening in Costa Rica yeah. um, well, that and I remember was gonna is uh, like is they use it as like an infrastructure you know. Yeah, Cause like because yeah. since they don't want to have to deal with that, they use Costa Rica's facilities as their infrastructure. Hmm. Well, do you imagine if they had their like an international airport runway, the maintenance staff, all that stuff extra on top of it would be exactly a lot, yeah. a lot they, more than running. They use it to decrease decrease costs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame here, too, when we get this ferry, we don't see any numbers on the side of it. Assumably there's 5, 6, 10, 20 ferries that are back and forth here mm-hmm. bringing people because you have... A f- okay, fair enough, a flight of two, three hundred people coming in on a on a 7... Oh, not a 747, a 737 or something. Not everyone on that plane is going to be coming to Costa Rica for Jurassic World. There's going to be sort of a small percentage. Even though here, boarding the ferry, we see a lot of people... Um, obviously, some people have been flying in during the week for when these ferries depart Costa Rica to uh, mm-hmm. head over to the island. Yeah, I'm sure they have a fleet of them that just rotates back and forth, you know? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, but we get a good glory shot of the ferry here out, out at sea. Um, as we said before, it's sort of uh, the same same sort of model, and that is what we've seen in The Lost World, which uh, recently fell into disrepair at a Hawaiian dock and was destroyed. We've seen on Facebook those photos yeah, of that original. Sank, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Was... Interestingly, I do remember when they were making this, and there was rumor that there would be a ferry, and then somebody took a photo of a um, cruise ship at dock in Hawaii and photoshopped the Jurassic World logo onto it, and were like, oh my god, and then it came out, oh, it's fake. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not, because we do get cruise ships ma- mentioned later on. We just don't yeah. see them. <laughs> but we never actually saw them in the movie. Yeah. As far as I know, somebody, they found the original photo, and they had photoshopped the logo onto, like, the back of the boat. Yeah, yeah. And as we see later when we get do get to the ferry, the terminal on Nublar, there's no cruise ships docking there. I no. Think. We can discuss that more when we get to the end of the film where they're mentioned, but um, we get a bit of dialogue here from Gray about the island. When it first opened, they had eight species. Now they have 14 herbivores and six carnivores. Uh, that's 50 tons of food a week, which, <laughs> wow, that's a lot of food. Um, but just looking at those numbers, that's that's about the same as what the original Jurassic Park 
advertised anyway in the marketing material, the brochures and that, whether they actually had those those animals created or if they'll still um, not fertile, if they'll <laughs> actual um, uh, oh, I don't even know what to call that. Um, um, active active embryos, like they knew they yeah. knew they could create them. And it was just going to take time to get them. Um, I'm just trying to think of that park map now and how many paddocks there were. Well, I do remember that um, it was Ned, it was not Ned, it was Dodgson who mentioned mentioned that there was 15 species oh, altogether that he wanted yeah. off the island, and that I think that at the time it was presumed that not all of the paddocks were filled because they even the raptors were um, kind of still work in progress where they're trying to figure out what to do with them because they kept attacking the fences. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's how they ended up in the tiny pen. Yeah, because I definitely remember those, those um, that artwork of uh, sort of the dinosaur pen logos and that where we had more carnivores. But as of now, we know that really they only had the Dilophosaurus, the Raptor, and the T Rex created on island. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we also know that they at least had the Comsognathus. Uh, not maybe not on the island, but they did have it created. And as the um, as the what was it? The Dinosaur Protection Group let us know they had begun uh, stowing away onto supply ships, found their way onto Isla Nublar as well. Well, yeah, and that's where that's where the Lost World and Sauna sort of brings in a whole lot more there where, yep, mm-hmm. compies were there. Um, whether or not Spinosaur, Ankylosaur, uh, Edmontosaurus, all those sort of things were... Well, no, we've seen that carcass in the Rex nest, so it was definitely engine created, but yeah. Sort of, well, yeah. We know there's a lot more species on sauna, whether they were created back in '93, '94, or whether it was a later Mizrani creation there. But we get a sort of POV from Zach as he's looking down at some girls on the deck below, and Grace sees him staring, and uh, Zach sort of slowly moves away after the whole the whole talk, sort of distances himself from his little brother, um, which are, they're out in the open. There's no way the girls heard that conversation. He's just he's being a dick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then with a look of dis- disappointment on Grace's face um, as the two stay apart not speaking again and that's when we cut to another shot of the ferry up high as the camera follows it and we get our first look at uh, Isla Sauna no, Isla Nublar although this is I'm sure this is exactly the same shot as what we got in the Lost World with that um, barge heading to that coastline I think we discussed it in the Lost World Minute when we had the same scene it, it is the same section of coast isn't it? Yeah, well, it's the Napali Coast, which they used in uh, The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 as the coast for Isla Sorna. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is is supposed to be... um, I think the original... uh, the original kind of entry for Jurassic... on Jurassic World was filmed on... um, on, Let me me bring my map up here real quick. Hawaii. (laughs) Because there's like five islands, there's like seven islands on this chain here. Well, most, most, it was a, uh, wasn't it mostly Oahu? No, it was that other. No. Well, no, it was, um, it was actually, I think, Maui, where they yeah. did the, um, the entry point in the first movie, and then this, this, this is actually the Napali coast on Kauai that was, that serves as the, kind of the exterior, the main island set shot, you know? 
Yeah, which a lot of the area you got these mountainous cliffs surrounding the uh, the ocean. You're obviously not going to have it have it sailing towards Galamont Valley because you're going to pick that yeah. straight away. But it just I found it weird that they've gone with this uh, this same section of coast to approach. Mm-hmm. Not no again not knowing looking at the maps and ge- geography and that how far away that um, because we get later on with the helicopter approach comes straight into that valley again past that rock out in the ocean mm-hmm. um, exactly the same approach angle as what the uh, original engine chopper was in Jurassic Park maybe maybe it'd take too long to steam up that high to uh, or to that location but just just something <laughs> something else even if 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 it's even if it is Galmamas Valley from the coast and they've just got the CGI monorail station on the side of the, the rock that we see when we get there. And then it doesn't help too where we get that sort of eerie slow Jurassic World or Jurassic Park theme yeah. sort of playing as they approach. It was originally something that was at the beginning of no no, I'm sorry, at the end of the uh, full Jurassic Park theme. And we get a few notes of it at during the uh, morning shot of the Brachiosaurus um, tree scene in Jurassic Park, but this is actually the first time it's fully been used in a film. Mm. Yeah, and again, later on, later on the film, we get that slowed-down version of the new Jurassic World theme too, which could have been in here as well, but it's not that triumphant welcome to Jurassic Park or welcome no, to Isla Nublar yeah. that we've got before. With all the films, really, we we get the same sort of morning or that same sort of droning sound in the Lost World as they're um, as we're approaching the island as well. But it's just sort of it's really ominous for where and what we're going to see <laughs> coming up. Mm-hmm. And it's not sort of the same the same here where we've had the birds, the bird flocks, and that in all the other films. But we can hear seagulls uh, laugh at the boat as it's sailing towards the island here as well, which I thought was a little bit weird. <laughs> You sort of got them culling in the background or something here as the boat sort of approaches the island. Um, and it's sort of weird here too. They're sort of they're approaching the western side of the island where we know the fairy side's on the eastern side and the sun's setting, um, or it's the next day and the sun's rising. It's sort of the sun's low here, which it's sort of weird the way to film this, but. Um, that moves us into scene three where we will arrive at the uh, Isanubla dock and the ferry in the background as everyone's walking up the uh, the boardwalk here or the rock wall and uh, you've got the recorded voice in the background saying welcome to Isanubla, home of Jurassic World. Which is sort of weird that Isanubla as a name is being sort of marketed as much as Jurassic World here. you think it'd be just come to Jurassic World on Isanubla, not, uh, not the other way around, but... Um, but here we are, five minutes in, we're back on Isanubla already for the first time in 21 years. Yeah. Damn it, I haven't got this novel comparison. I'll have to leave that for next week. Um, but David, that's uh, that's minute five. Um, we're finally on the island. Yeah. This is basically where we stay for the remainder of the movie until I think about, like, the last three minutes or so. Mm. Yep. yep. I think this is... Uh, just thinking back, I'm pretty sure this is the fastest time it's taken to get to Ireland. It is definitely, yeah. And I always kind of felt that it was kind of disappointing about this movie is that we just get here so fast, you know? I mean, there's no kind of lead-up to it. 
Ah, oh, I wish I had the same complaint for Fallen Kingdom, but that's another story. <laughs> Spend more time in that in that location. All right, but that's minute five. Dave, thanks for joining me, and we'll get heavy. All right. <laughs>